Hey guys, welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm here with special guest Chris. Hello everyone. And tonight I'm really excited because we're going to be talking about a great topic. The What's the topic? The Curse of Oak Island. The Curse of Oak Island, and more famously the Money Pit, which some, some of you may have heard of, some of you may not have heard of, uh, but it's actually a pretty famous uh, case in terms of history because for over 200 years people have been attempting to excavate a specific spot on the island where they believed that a chap called Captain Kidd had buried treasure. And we're talking about the mother load of treasure, gold, doubloon coins, rubies, gems, precious artifacts, and possibly even rumored to be things like the Holy Grail. Is that correct? Yes, there are rumors from so many things, from the Holy Grail to the Ark of the Covenant. To the Ark of the Covenant, yes. I heard even, that one too. Even William Shakespeare's original manuscripts. Right, the books. And we'll get, in fact, there's a little bit later we can get into that lends some credence to that, which is amazing. So first of all, tell our listeners, because you know a lot about this topic, which I think is awesome uh where whereabouts is the money pit or at least oak island located in the world it's in uh, nova scotia and for those of you like me from england nova scotia is in in uh, canada it's a canadian place it's a little island and uh desperately want to visit it so it's definitely on our bucket list to do but they had or not recently had a tv show how many seasons is this tv show into now it is, uh, they're currently filming season eight. Okay, yeah, it's very exciting. So I didn't know, I mean, I knew about the Curse of Oak Island and the Money Pit, historically from like the 1700s, spanning into kind of the late 1800s, like 1890s is kind of up until where I'd done my research on. But apparently it turns out the research goes way beyond that, even in the 1900s people were attempting to excavate it. There were specifically two companies involved. One is very exciting, is the Onslow Company, which is interesting because my godfather was the uh, ninth Earl of Onslow, which is very fascinating information, the relation there. But then there was another one called the Truro Company. Is that correct? That was the second one? Yes, I believe so. You were involved. And then, yeah, and then uh, then they had something called the Halifax Company came in. And a lot of people, in short, a lot of money into this pit without great success because there were many tragedies along the way. How many people have died trying to get into this pit? That we know of, there have been six so far and the the legend says that seven have to die before anyone will ever actually find anything. Right. It requires seven sacrifices in order to find the ultimate treasure and I think it's really interesting that we are sitting at number six in terms of official recorded deaths. I looked into some of these deaths. Some of them are quite interesting especially in the, and most of them are accidental i might add in so there's nothing too much supernatural in the deaths themselves but they are interesting in one of the earliest recorded cases uh they were bringing especially in the 1700s they were trying to bring in equipment which was at the time cutting edge equipment uh but they did unfortunately have a boiler burst and killed one of the workers um another worker was supposed to have actually unfortunately fallen into the pit and died do you know of any other causes of deaths related because i couldn't find any on preliminary research um i know there were a couple where uh the people were down there mining and there was uh natural gas the gas okay so one of the 
the things that they encountered while they were desperately trying to get this treasure uh, was they would dig down very deep and these pits would flood and the water would come up and made it near impossible to keep going with the excavation. And then, just as Chris was saying, another natural phenomenon that they encountered was gas as well, which can be deadly, uh, to be fair. And you are working in a dangerous environment there. And I think even in terms of your saying on a TV show, one of the people who died from disease, which is coincidental, mm-hmm. but still perhaps related to the overall curse of Oak Island. It could be, yeah. I do think it's fascinating for over 200 years, people have been obsessed with finding this treasure to the point of losing human life when nothing seems to be able to stop people from coming in. We did some research and we found that there's a Rothschild involved in the excavations, right? Which is a very wealthy... Yes, I, I believe so. I remember uh, that uh, Roosevelt... Roosevelt, maybe it's that, yeah. I thought I'd read Rothschild on there, which is also a very family, very rich American family, but Roosevelt. Yeah, there's so also, many people that uh, right, who are involved in these and are coming in and interested in finding out the truth and finding this lost treasure. I mean, what, what do you think of that? Obviously, we know there was a treasure because we have the documents in terms of the Captain Kid stuff where he's like, got to bury it down, and they said what? They encountered water. And they had to bury at, it lower. At 60 feet, they encountered water, so they wanted to dig lower to try to get to dry ground. Is what the that what was they the were last. Try, that was the last recorded thing. Yeah. I mean, what what do you imagine they had in terms of uh, treasure? I I don't know. I'm still not sure that it's Captain Kidd. I mean, there's so many other theories as well with it, with the possibility of it being the Templars, or even as far fetched as it sounds. Even the Romans might have actually... Well, okay, but there's two good points to back you up there on both of those, I think. One with the Knights Templar. At least on the TV show, they found a cross. Yes. And it was very similar to um, in carvings that they had actually seen. It was in France, is in, that correct? In Dome, France. I Dome, France, so. right, on, on a wall with very similar shape. And this was, I can tell you, someone who studied archaeology in university a very old lead artifact and actually for the age not too worn down and that was found at the cove right mm-hmm. with cove. a metal detector but they believed it was actually unearthed through previous excavations and then had washed kind of out and had come up because they the recently had had a storm and so. right and then your second point to what you were just saying so that's the knights templar anglers that perhaps this is more this holy religious based thing that's why i think the grail and the uh, the yeah. Ark of the Covenant come into that is that um, relation there but I think your second point about the Romans is also super interesting because what did they find that was Roman? They actually just either the past year or the year before found what they believe is the tip of a uh, a Roman spear. Right and very, very old and the question is what would that be doing in Nova Scotia? Yeah. Re- I mean really in all seriousness it doesn't make sense. And the same thing with the cross. Yeah. It's out of place as an artifact goes. And I think as historians, when we tend to see artifacts that are out of place or from different countries, it lends us to believe these are things that have traveled. They have been moved here. And it does make sense, especially for loot angle, that you might have precious items and you move them somewhere in the process. And we talked about the lead, because it's made of lead, this cross. But what were you telling me it was interesting about that they were able to trace it back to a mine, was that correct? Yes, the, they actually did uh, an analysis on it that could pinpoint 
essentially the exact mine that it was mined from and to Amazing. try to help date it they could tell you know they had recorded like history of when these mines were actually active and the mine that that one particularly came from it's amazing that they can even trace the mine it came from it's I, amazing it's, yeah, it's cool. astounding it's, what archaeology can do today i believe they said it's different isotopes in the yep the, the isotope yeah absolutely locations but this uh this particular mine was active from I, I can't remember the dates exactly. It was, it was somewhere between very like old, 2,000 right? years ago, but the last time it was used was 600, 600 years, years ago. ago. I remember doing, so. Which tells you the date the item could be 600 years old or potentially much older. Yes. And it did to me when I looked at it just visually, I thought, well, that looks very old. Not like a little, but not talking mm -hmm. 600 years. A bit older than that, in fact. And so I thought that was definitely one of the more interesting artifacts I found. I also really enjoyed... They found this gorgeous gold brooch, and actually the original gem was found next to it, right? It was actually in it when they found it. Oh, and it um, came out. They, they took it out for cleaning and testing. Okay, so. interesting. Fantastic. But they found it was coated, the base was bronze, and then it was coated... Oh, it's copper. No, it's inc I'm incorrect. The base was copper, and it was coated in gold on top, is what they said. Yes. And you thought the gem was... I believe it's amethyst. Amethyst, right. Because I thought ruby was this beautiful red-purple kind of cut, really gorgeous artifact. And I didn't get to see the rest of that, but I'm curious to know what date that brooch came from because it definitely was out of... Again, like all these artifacts we're discussing, definitely out of place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's, let's talk about a stone because I think this is one of the more interesting... And one of the things I did a lot more research on than the other... Uh, objects. The 90-foot stone. The 90-foot stone. So tell, tell us a little bit about the origins of it, where it was first found, and kind of what it looks like and what it is. Uh, the stone was originally found in the money pit itself by the original people who had discovered it. Uh, this is in like 1700s? It was... 1800, 1860s, right, wasn't it? I want to say it was actually 1800s. All these numbers keep messing. I know. So they start basically just to give you guys some backstory here. When they started excavations, I actually originally thought it was going to be early seventeen um, hundreds, whatnot. But it actually spans all the way from late seventeen hundreds uh, through the eighteen hundreds, with a, a pinnacle kind of like in the eighteen sixties, which is why I remember specifically with this stone, some chap had taken it and actually put it in the fireplace. So that all of his friends could come could, and see it. Could see it, yeah. And it had carvings on it, didn't it? Yeah, it had strange carvings that weren't any language that anyone understood. They assumed it was a code. And they attempted to uh, decipher it, and I b believe they said what they thought it said was um, 40 feet below, was it 9? Okay, I was right. It was found July 2nd, 1862. 1862. Yeah, so this is the 1800s, specifically for this one. And that is while, in fact, this article is published on the Halifax Sun, which is interesting because you also have the Halifax Company mm -hmm. doing that's very, it's, I don't know if that's related, With but it's mysterious right markings. Did anyone ever, because um, I know, is it correct, do we know where the stone is today or not? Is the answer? They 
do not know. They thought that they had found it, but they're not positive. It is because apparently all the markings are gone from it now. They, yeah, the they one that they rubbed off. The one that they found had one little tiny niche on it that could have meant but that it did was. Did anyone ever record these markings? Did anyone ever like write down the symbols? Because you'd think, as an archaeologist, that'd be the number one thing you'd do with something that valuable is inscribe somewhere what they look like, even if it's a pencil. You know, yeah, no rendition. one, no one did an etching, but there so are. So strange to yeah, me. As an archaeologist, boggles the mind why you wouldn't immediately do that or even in the 1860s they had photography at least take a picture of the artifact at the time because it preserves it you know Mm -hmm. because of course he puts it in his house and then it was actually it was in the chimney structure like the half right and they covered it then of wood so it was covered up for a while they uncovered it somehow this stone ends up in a bookshop an antique bookshop and the guy is actually using it as a weight for his book binding which is very interesting because we talk about the history of the whole concept of shakespeare's and the books and in fact on one of the digs on the episode they actually find leather binding from books and fragments of parchment and i do like this whole concept that books are tied in and the mystery of that is related into it i think that's Fantastic. I mean, you were telling me earlier also about parchment and the age of parchment specifically. And why is that unusual to find that? Uh, because they don't—they uh, don't make it now the way they did mm-hmm. then. They—they they have different, different way, styles yep. and things like that. That's also with some of the metal objects they were finding. They were trying to figure out if there was manganese in it or not because it used to be used in in some of the metallurgy and it's not anymore at least not in the same quantities or anything right so there's a lot of these little clues they try to use to find how old things are right we were talking about earlier archaeology and you were talking about isotopes which we definitely use in that also dendrochronology mm-hmm. which is the dating of rings in trees and weren't they using that as well on oak island to date things oh yes they've used that a lot they found like swamps or uh, stumps in the swamp that were uh dated to 1250 and then 1250 okay yeah interesting very old and then uh, out in smith's cove some of those structures they've they've dated back i believe pretty similar um there's some that they dated to like the early 1700s and it's just a ridiculous age range you i know you haven't gotten to see most of the yeah i'm really excited to watch it i'm gonna watch the whole show and really dive into that because i knew about Oak Island previously as a kind of mystery thing, mm-hmm. but I did know that people were actively currently excavating. I do understand because of the pandemic, there's some kind of halt in it. Is that correct for a little bit? Yeah, they're, they're the safety not, or something. Yeah, they're they're not. I do hope they continue it. it. I, I would love to I'd... see more of it, especially as I believe in the last season. Didn't they find finally find the actual money pit? Because for many years, this is going to sound crazy. Even as archaeologists say, but they lost it. They just didn't know where the hell this money pit was anymore even though it's so well documented previously the actual location was a mystery and not revealed yeah why is that it was uh, one of the previous uh searchers had actually taken the route of just trying to dig a massive pit like Mm -hmm. a big triangular pit to just keep digging to get down because everything kept flooding and it was the only way that he thought he could get down there but he ran out of money before he got far enough down and uh, so they just filled it back in. But because of his massive effort, he destroyed all the terrain 
around right. it. And so there was no disturb it, which probably disturbed a lot of archaeological material. And I do mm-hmm. think it's interesting if you watch a show, obviously they had an archaeologist, and that's because they had to have one. Is that correct? Nova Scotia forced them to have an archaeologist on their team. They, yes. Yeah, I, which I is mean, fair. They, I think they, that's a fine idea of why you need an archaeologist. They, they really like him and all that. It was Good. It yeah, was he just, seemed like a super nice guy. Yeah. It's just very interesting because then you, it's good to have that perspective. And I really do like the guy with a metal detector because he has a bit of a British accent going on <laughs> Gary I can't wait he said sometimes he does a little bit of a dance which I think is great but we'll go into the TV show a little bit here Curse of Oak Island and it is available on Hulu by the way I had quite a look to find it we did watch some of the top 10 moments on YouTube which are not actually the top 10 it's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a trick there they're like individual moments but I would still highly recommend watching those because some of the footage was uh Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you would you suggest to people to watch this TV show if they're listening to this podcast? Oh, I absolutely suggest it. It's one of my favorite TV shows. I've I've been just really sad that this season has been postponed. Uh, I mean, they're last I heard they're not sure they're actually even going to release it, but I do know they are. I filming. really hope they find it. So they have this term in a show called Top Pocket Finds. Do you want to <laughs> elaborate what that is for those listening? Because I was I was like Top Pocket Finds, and I think I thought it's a pocket of earth they were excavating. No, it's uh, it's um, the metal detector. Uh, when he's out there searching for things, if he finds something that's, that's cool. just well, yeah. if he finds something that's plain or whatever, like nails, you know, pop caps, whatever, he'll just put those in a lower pouch love- on his. Oh, on so his it's belt. a height. And so then when he finds something really special, he puts it actually in the top pocket of his shirt. He puts it in his top pocket of his shirt, and that's why it's a top pocket find. And there are a lot of interesting characters on this TV show. Do you want to tell us about, because it almost made our friends think about Rick and Morty earlier while we were talking about this. (laughs) But who are, give us some of the characters involved uh, in it. It's Rick and Marty Lagina. Yeah, Rick and Marty. It's a practical thing. They're the two brothers, and then... Um, I've been doing it for a long time, right? They, I believe it. Let's see. The episode you were watching with season five. Season five is where they, they found the cross. Yeah. They had already yeah. been doing it for ten years at that point, before the show even. So. Right. Uh, that's so. Let's and then uh, and people do die in this show. Why? Uh, you know, even whether it's from old age, a couple of the people who were really involved in it for many years, and they had some kind of warring thing going on. But it was nice that they made peace on the show. I thought it was a really nice ending there that that turmoil kind of came to an end and there was a collaboration of sorts because I do think the money pit has been a matter of of turmoil for many people and anger and despair and loss it's a very in my mind it's even though it's a beautiful place it's definitely also a negative place it can definitely suck your soul if you do it wrong let's talk a little bit about the swamp on the island because there's a swamp right yes yeah and then they find some kind of ship boards in it or something they they have they've found ship planking it's they've amazing found decking spikes they found i believe uh it, it was so burnt sailcloth or why wood. so if you find burnt sailcloth and you find ship boards why would they be in a swamp well the speculation with that is that originally it was two islands and the treasure ship that brought the stuff there they actually sailed it between the two islands and then unloaded it and burned it and built like uh, interesting. things right, around right. it and that was the easiest way to hide the ship right was to get rid of it and it's interesting because it's not just like we talk about traditionally the money pit is the focus at least historically speaking 1700s onwards of excavation but it's super interesting and one thing I like about this show that you told me is it's not just 
first of all, they actually don't know where the money pit is, which is partially the reason why they're digging up. But I like that they're excavating all over the island in different parts, in different seasons, because it's more widespread. Oh, and they find so many neat things all over the island. Like, what, what's your favorite thing that you think that they've found on the entire show? It's without the cross, because the cross, I'm, that <laughs> one, I'm taking that one. That's good. Okay. Um, I've got to say all the structures in the... Uh, Either in Smith's Cove or the swamp. Actually. So, what tell us about the structures in Smith Cove? Because well, I remember seeing that a little bit. Are these the pipes. Typing? Uh, oh, the the drains. The drains, right? Um, Flood drains, right? Those, I mean, those are neat, but they haven't uncovered enough of those for me to say that's my favorite. Okay. I mean, it's cool that they found proof of the box drains because yeah, of the fact nice. that it shows that the flooding is actually created. It's not right. And you were telling me something interesting that, and you pointed out a lot of things, which tells me you have been watching the show carefully because you were like, Hey, see how this is a square in actuality. It was actually triangular or something, right? Mm -hmm. The actual uh, drains were triangular, but in the early, and then they update it. I assume as they go along the early part of the show. That's how archeology span works as we find things and we update our opinion as we go along with the information we gather, which paints a picture and tells us a story of what's really going on. What I think the more fascinating question here is not, is there or is there not the treasure? And if you're asking me personally, otherwise, and I'm a pretty hardcore archaeologist, I do believe, I do believe there is something there. I strongly believe that. But that aside, let's say there wasn't any treasure there. You were still going through the archaeology of even the 1700s, which is still several hundred years ago now. It's like 200-year-old archaeology that you get to dig up. So even seeing the remnants of these early treasure hunters and this wild treasure hunting craze you know we get into the you know 1800s early 1900s and we get the whole thing with Tutankhamun right Mm -hmm. and they go to Egypt and they find a tomb and it just creates this wild thing with you know Lord Carnarvon and he finds this amazing amazing space and it just opens the imagination for the potential of human possibility and what we could find in the world and I love I love the idea that there's treasure out there, and I want to believe in it. I think as an archaeology, an archaeologist, like believing in something that intensely is what makes it happen to some degree. I mean, even if there's not treasure there, there's a story. It's so much, a story to be told. Story, and that's... No, I 100% agree with you. I think it's. It's a very unique story. I'm glad I haven't really seen it being told in this format before. I was actually shocked when you, I was like, "This is there's a TV show about yeah. this." <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about, about this. Like I knew all about people sinking their money into the money pit. I believe I'd read in some history book long ago. I had several pages dedicated to the topic, and I thought, "Well, that's." Because I was, of course, in England at the time, and I thought, well, that's really interesting, you know. But in my mind, like if you watch the TV shows, Icon, it kind of has the pirate skull you know the classic look and then this very caribbean looking island and so in my mind i was totally like thinking it was this caribbean pirate's treasure kind of hidden thing but it's actually really interesting if you look at the landscape of nova scotia it's very mild yeah you know in terms of the the contrast it's not some caribbean paradise it's actually very rough rugged terrain but it's very mild in comparison to that imagery you know would you agree Yes, and much colder. Yeah, I don't. How cold does it get in Nova Scotia? It, I've, it gets much cold. I mean, that's way farther north than us. So. Right. But. Uh, right. We were looking at it drive-wise. It's actually. Uh, what was it? It, it was yeah. We were just looking at it because we were like, maybe we should take a road trip to Nova Scotia. But I don't know. Can we, with pandemic, get over border right now? I don't know. I, I think Canada is probably yeah. being smart and keeping us out. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wouldn't blame them if they were. But it's not too far. It, it, we thought it was going to be much longer, but it was actually like a day and a half or something, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, like, was like, I was like, like day, I was like, I was like, no way. I was like, it would at least take three days in order to drive back because you've got to stop you were like what if we drove down and we didn't stop we had teams of people driving right and so we're talking about i I would love to get like a metal detector we're talking about like your family has property Mm -hmm. and stuff and just test that out because i've i've done actual digs and excavations um and field walks in the uk but i've never actually gotten to use a metal detector and you said you've had some experience of it right we've got a few at home oh come on we gotta do it (laughs) we should take it to a property here at the chateau i'm certain we'd find something out here we've got five acres of beautiful property next time i head back i'll try to grab one of them yeah (laughs) okay very cool yeah, because you were saying you were close by to, like, Indian land as well, and that your family had found and excavated um, arrowheads. Is oh, that yes. correct? Yeah, we have a lot down in our, well, in the area that we farm. Mm. So. Yeah, definitely, and I would love to do an episode as well dedicated to Mesa Verde. I actually want to have a privilege to go there and learn about the culture and see that first as a priority to me before we do a podcast about it. Oh, yeah. But I'm told it is, in terms of, it's one of the, you know, we talk about in the world, we say the so many wonders world, right? You mm-hmm. had this, like the Eiffel Tower and all these different the great pyramids. I feel like Mesa Verde, in terms of actual archaeologist things, is one of the great wonders of the world. It's right up there with, like, the hidden city of Petra. So I Petra, feel... that's, I was trying yeah, to the other one. Yeah, yeah it's two. really various, I mean, both magnificent sites, and it would be an absolute honor to go and get to... Uh, and I always thought coming here to America I was like well there's not going to be that much archaeology because everything at least in Colorado it's interesting everything in terms of Victorian Western where people immigrated and they came in to America it's all very 1860s earliest in Colorado really going onwards but if we look at ancient culture there's so much more and I loved in England looking at Neolithic and Mesolithic culture was fascinating to me. I loved Stonehenge. Um, I I loved if they got rid of it now, but Seahenge was a fantastic location out there. Uh, round barrels, uh, hill forts. There's so much archaeology in England, but I would love to show you if you came down because <laughs> it's it's so. I would love to take you to West Kennet Long Barrow. is a really great. It's right. It's near Stonehenge actually, and it's a Neolithic tomb. But if the light hits it at a certain day, and it actually was built to face the sun, because you know the sun rises and it sets. And on a certain day, I believe it's the solstice, the light hits this beautiful little kind of stone altar inside West Kennet Long Barrow. And it's really cool absolutely love to show you that and in return you can show me some of the history of america here which i would love i would love to see and explore and i do think it's cool that canada has its own history too and to imagine pirates in canada it's actually pretty cool and i know i say canada technically nova scotia is its own is it nova scotia is its own thing see i I didn't know you were teaching me things no you're totally fine but it's close to canada correct in terms of geography yeah no they're they're okay Right, because right, I, I literally, in my mind, when I first read about Becca, I was like, oh, it must be the Caribbean with the pirates, because right? historically speaking, when we think of pirates, is where your mind goes, even though even in England we had pirates. Like, it was an actual problem during the Elizabethan era. Uh, we had a lot of pirateers who go out and, and cause, cause issues, and that whole thing with Sir Walter Raleigh, you know, even when he went out to America, like, there was a whole... He was a bit of... In fact, you might say he was a bit of a pirate himself. But I love that you could have that in Nova Scotia and perhaps the real treasure 
is out there in the world. And on that note, we have reached the end of the podcast, which is great. I've, yeah. I don't know about you, but I've really enjoyed talking about this topic. Oh, I love talking about it. It's so yeah. much fun. And I can't <laughs> and it's a great show. wait. I cannot wait to watch the rest of the episodes. And just like Chris said, I highly suggest this TV show. I just am starting to sink my teeth into it with the early stuff. And let me tell you, it does not disappoint. And if you're one of those people and you're sitting there in a pandemic and you're like, oh, God, I've got nothing to do. Isabella recommends going to Hulu and you can binge watch seven seasons to your heart's content of thrilling ride of watching these guys and their adventures in Nova Scotia. Oh, yes. It's pretty good. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Chris. Well, thank I, you for having me. Ultra pre- and I'm sure you'll be back in the future for another <laughs> podcast, seems likely. But without further ado, good night and sleep tight. <laughs>